Hey everybody, welcome to the Forest School Podcast. This podcast is all about exploring the fascinating world of Forest School education and sharing our evolving perspectives on this ever-changing field. Uh, we want to take a moment at the beginning of this episode to thank you, our dedicated listeners, for joining us. But before we dive into this episode, we'd like to address something important. If you're just joining us, or if you've been with us since the beginning, you may have noticed that some of our earlier episodes sound a bit different. The Forest School podcast began as our own personal journey through the world of education, and those early episodes reflect a time when we were still learning the ropes. While we're proud of our growth and progress through the years, it's essential to acknowledge that those early episodes may not meet the technical and content quality standards of our more recent episodes. Education is a field that's constantly evolving, and so are our views and insights. Our early episodes served as a public diary of our learning journey, complete with all the mistakes and learning experiences that came with it. We believe that it's essential to keep these episodes available for posterity as they remind us how far we've come. However, if you're here for the most up-to-date discussions on education and our best quality recordings, we'd encourage you to explore our more recent episodes. Our views have evolved, our production quality has improved, and we're excited to share our current perspectives and knowledge with you. So, whether you're here to trace our journey from the beginning, or you're seeking the latest insights into education, we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Thank you very much for being part of the Forest School community. Let's embark on this journey together. plants and kind of flora I guess yeah. to be involved in forest school in different ways um, and we were just going to try and work out how we were going to do it and I've turned the recorder on because I've in my head yep. divvied it up into three groups so I've gone this one I like for cooking mm-hmm. this one I like for crafts and mm-hmm. I've got one that I like for just mm. ethos and vibe Love it. so can I start with my vibe one because that's Go the strongest it. one so the one that I would have been when we bought this site I think I would have been unbelievably disappointed if we didn't have any oak Mm. because there's something oak is actually incredibly for our purposes useless Mm. we don't really burn it it doesn't you know it grows so slowly that we don't cut and work with it is old enough to have acorns none of our oak's old enough to have acorns but there is something about saying this is an oak Mm. and touching an oak and I wonder whether it might be that we've just had the World Cup and I'm feeling very full of national pride, <laughs> but I think there is something in the like the, the British tree. thing that is like oak, you know, hard oak mm. and slow-grown. And and as well, it's got such a distinctive shape, the leaves. Yeah. You look at an oak tree, silu- an oak leaf silhouette, and it's that. You know, there's nothing quite like an oak tree. Acorns are very distinctive, aren't they, as a, as a thing to find in the woods. Um... Yeah, and, and they are—they support the greatest number of species of any British tree. Okay. So I was just trying to remember if it's like five, uh, yeah, six hundred species an oak tree supports wow. um, in various ways. 
So to do with like the you know the crevices in the bark, the mm. acorns that it produces. So everyone thinks that just acorns kind of feed squirrels, but actually they feed jays and loads of you know loads of different animals. <coughs> well, there's mice. Um, an interesting thing um, at Embercombe in Dartmoor, mm-hmm. and they um, had a circle of oak trees grow around. Um, they put some stones out in a circle. Have I told you this yes, story you before? Have, yeah. And they and then after a few years of having these big stone circles, an oak tree circle started to grow around it, lots and lots of different oaks. And they couldn't work out how it was because, you know, it was I think it was like two or three hundred meters to the nearest oak tree and all this stuff. And they were like, Well, how are they getting there? Were they under the ground already? What was it? And they worked out that I think it was crows. I can't remember what type of bird it was. Probably was jays. Maybe jays, yeah, but had learnt to them. take the acorns, fly over this stone circle, and drop yeah. them, so that they cracked open. Yeah. And of course, some of them missed and landed, and yeah. and then you get this circle of oak trees. It's amazing. Amazing kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, they do support a big. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something. We haven't really talked about the kind of like, otherworldly ideas of forest school that because people put it in to a greater or lesser extent you know the gnomes in the woods the Mm. spirits of the trees or something but there is for me at least there's so much english mythology around Mm. oak trees and the green man is often mostly made up of oak oak leaves um but there's just something about being near an oak tree and i think maybe i quite like looking at acorns and thinking about there's just so much raw power in an oak, in an acorn mm. that you go this could grow for 800 years or something yeah you know that, that this acorn yeah this could grow and it's so you know a pine tree i can look at it and go 30 years okay i'm nearly 30 right i can mm. get that kind of time frame and you know beech grows a bit quick you know a bit slower than pine but i can still understand roughly how it is but an acorn is so beyond the concept of one human lifespan mm. that i'm almost like yeah almost like sentinels you know they watch yeah over long periods of time and i don't know there's a weird thing about trees i think thinking that those trees have been witness to so many so many people and you 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 know you are just a blip to them yeah do you do you have do you want do we do one and one do you want to pick one of your favorites um so one of my favorites so my favorite tree for forest school which is very useful is elder mm. so elder it's got a witch food, in it it's got a witch in it so yeah talk about the mythology so um it's the witch's tree and it's in- it's interesting i've been kind of hearing quite a lot about the mythology about elder recently and um we went on that forest we did we went on southwest meetup we? and um there was a lady there talking about the elder and we were talking about how on the one hand it has quite negative mythological connotations about it being the witch's tree and if a witch Mm. inhabits a tree then she'll choose the elder and it'll come to life and she will be chasing you or running Mm. around your house inside the elder tree which is obviously really scary and negative um but on the flip side it it provides so much for a person especially in times gone by that you think why why well i wonder if it's just one and i was wondering go on what are you gonna say well i was gonna say i wonder if it's um one of those things that we have to embed into a society to protect it you know culturally we subconsciously we all understand we have to protect this tree because it gives us so much Mm. that we then go right well how do we keep the kids from cutting it down doing whatever well okay let's make it a scary thing then 
Because... I guess yeah. You, I guess you either go scary or sacred, don't you? Mm. I wonder whether the witch thing has come with Christianity. That pre-Christianity, it was purely a sacred tree that you oh. didn't you didn't burn elder because if you burn elder, you've got then no elder that produces berries, which give you a really essential um, flu remedy and cold mm. remedy in the winter. Um, and so yeah, you just save that. You don't use that as firewood, and then Christianity comes along and looks at the kind of pagan ways of living and goes mm, they're worshipping this tree quite a lot let's make that evil so with mm. the yew tree which is again a sacred tree they reclaimed that and said this is a very Christian tree because if you cut a yew tree the sap um, bleeds red, red. Yeah. like Christ yeah. so this is our Christian tree and um, they built their churches near yew trees and yew trees had been the worship place of pagan societies so they mm. whack the church next to the yew tree and go oh, you just easy. lay it on top don't it's you easy. yeah it just, it still come to the same still place, come to your tree yeah we just put a hut next now. to it yeah yeah so i wondered whether you know because they couldn't claim it the way they claimed the yew tree whether that was the you know the flip side of that mm. it's like mm, don't worship that anymore because it's the witch's tree and be scared of it i mean I could so easily have been flipped though couldn't it a tree mm. that bleeds could be the, one of the scariest things in the yeah. world you know i guess we... they wanted to keep the worship place the same mm. so that was easy to you don't want your church next to like an evil tree do you Maybe no, it's just and so I wonder. Embedded well, I wonder. I wonder to... because a yew tree doesn't pro- provide anything necessarily medicinal. No. Whereas, if you have a society where you would like the sick to come to your church for mm. aid, mm. whether it's counterintuitive to have a tree that a, a pagan tree that actually heals them, and you mm. go, right, well, we've got to demonise this tree because everybody's going to this tree that actually has some medicinal properties mm. what we want them to do is to come to church and to pray and to yeah. to be healed by our lord and savior yeah maybe um yeah, yeah. but um yeah so we've been making elderflower fritters this yes. spring oh, which God. have been like the most delicious thing you can make on a campfire ever and it's been a really good year for elderflower so that's been really good and obviously craft wise because elder is hollow well it can be made hollow by pushing out the pith usually with a temp peg we do and um, really easily then that gives you a hollow tube that then you can use for loads of craft so beads um elder whistles we've had a fun mm. play at haven't we there was that really very cold Piercing. session do you remember that really yeah. cold session yeah, where yeah. we had lots of um the adults grown-ups all really persevering making elder whistles that was really fun i would like to find something to do with elder so i feel like you're right elder thick elder that you can push the pith out of mm-hmm. is very useful and we we make lots of things out of that and the tips where the flowers are yeah and the berries and we make lots of stuff out of that and there's bits in between aren't they that aren't quite they're not big enough to make whistles or anything out of and they're too small to make yeah but you've got to leave those so but, that but, you can but, make the well no no I understand that but to cut the whistle part uh, okay, you have are, to yeah. waste yeah, I see you, you know yeah, yeah. everything Discard past that, that. so yeah. there's I would like to and maybe people listening to this know oh you can do this with it or yeah Maybe we need to start making a little elder shrine out of those bits and, <laughs> and give them back somehow. Yeah. And they'll be good for berries this year as well. You can mm. see obviously the blossom was so good. There's loads of berries. Well, that's because we've had no rain and just all really the nice, sun. Really nice cordial out of them to keep for the winter. Um, I've got a really nice book, I'll just say, in case anybody's interested in it, called The Hedgerow Handbook by Adele Nozadar. And she gives recipes for the, um, the cold and flu mm. syrup. And things like that, if anyone's interested, it's good. Well, I wonder then if I can segue neatly yeah. into another cooking one, because I would like to say nettles, I think, oh, yeah. are... Unbel- well, I think they're unbelievably important for forest school because they're one of the first things that you can change children's perceptions of. Mm-hmm. And that that's such a powerful thing that forest school does, is to go from, like... Well, you know, like, kids walk around, and everything that that 
touches them is a is a I'm using air quotes a stinging nettle mm. and you go no no that's a bramble and no, yeah. no 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 that's actually just a holly leaf you know yeah. everything is like it's stinging me it's stinging me and actually yeah. what you start to go well watch let's let's pick these you can eat them they're mm-hmm. amazing you know and you put them in pancakes or fritters or you make nettle tea mm. or all those things you can really quickly go from like you know, sometimes we've said once you start learning about a plant, you start to see it everywhere. Mm. You know, it stops becoming just a bland green hedgerow and it starts yeah. to be, oh, look, there's dogwood there and there's nettle there and there's Jack by the Hedge there. And yeah. that's one of, I think, a really nice thing to pass on to the kids and go, OK, this isn't just a patch of nettles you avoid it, do whatever. Start to look at it as, oh, you could you could eat something there. You could cook something from that. Um, you know, all those kind of things. What yeah. else? I'm trying to think what else we've done with nettles. Uh, we haven't yet done natural cordage, but I really want That's to. That's true. So you need to dry it nice out, and I don't necessarily have the yeah. patience and forethought. Maybe next year, mm. I think I will. Well, now might be. I'm, I'm up for trying it now because they're nice and tall now. That's so true. when they're long, you have to like hit them with a stick mm. for quite a long time, which I think some kids might quite enjoy. Um, I think that's the thing sometimes with forest school projects, isn't it? Is like particularly bushcrafty things are. Um, multi-day or multi... You know, you have to bash them all with sticks, but then you have to leave them to dry. Yeah. And either you've got to find a space to that, but you've also got to bank on the kids... Or not necessarily bank on the kids, but you've got to know, OK, you might be interested in this next week and doing the next step. Yeah. Rather than some projects you go, oh, we're going to get the nettles and bash them, and they do that, and then the next week they go, no, no, we're all pirates this week. And you're like, mm. but the nettles, and if we don't do it, and then yeah. it goes, and... So I, I think... guess that's why sometimes it's good that there's more than one of you leading mm. the session yeah. so that you can, because a lot of the children are going to be interested in the end results. Often when we do cooking, yeah. isn't it? That lots of kids will go, I don't want to help you cook, but I'm definitely going to help you eat them. And it's like, yeah. well, actually, that's that's kind of fair enough. You know, some kids yeah. are into cooking, and so some children might not be into making the cordage, but they would be amazed at the, the end result. And so mm. it's still kind of worth doing in that way. Um, so another one I would add uh, purely for cooking is wild garlic mm. and we don't have any here sadly what's the what's there's a, there's a more common ramsons ramsons and do you know my fun fact about the word ramsons is it's an old it's an old word and the, any English place name that's got ram in it like Ramsgate Ramsbottom Rams you know all this place Ramsey Hill yeah is because that place had loads of ramsons is that right? And it's an indicator of ancient woodland. So if ah. you know, so the, the wild garlic that you'd eat, mm-hmm. its ancestors could be a thousand years old. So Is it, it's, it's, it's a been, perennial plant, isn't it? Yeah. So potentially that plant. Yeah. That one, that could be a thousand year old plant. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know what its lifespan is. But it grows in the same place and is only found in ancient woodland. So you can't just plant wild garlic and expect it to grow. No, I've... The conditions have yeah. got to be right, and it's grown there for a long time. So, yeah, isn't that amazing that the place was named after... Wow. So people have been gathering that for thousands of years and named the place after it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing to me that... Um, presumably, then, garlic came... F- like, we had garlic as a bulb, and then... Because you would think that the foraged version would be the original, and then we would have a nut... Do you know what I mean? It's it's odd that we've named I the foraged mean, version yeah. after the domestic version. I don't version. know. I don't know whether the... I reckon the foraged version's probably older. But that's what I mean. Yeah. So that's why I wonder, why is it called garlic? Is is Why wild garlic? And it's not called 
domestic ramsons. You know, why is a bulb yeah, of garlic I mean, not yeah, called yeah. a domestic ramson? I don't know. A ramson bulb. Yeah. But I wonder if maybe then wild gar- maybe it was ramsons and garlic. Yeah. And then people stopped foraging. Yeah. And with the re-emergence of foraging, yeah. people have been like, well, what does it taste like? Yeah. Garlic. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to... Yeah. So it's almost yeah, done yeah, a trying, yeah. you know, done yeah, a, uh, a one-two pass of names. Yeah. It yeah. Is in, I think wild garlic is something that um, it sits on your, on your breath and on your tongue. It's oilier, I think, mm. than garlic garlic. And you find some kids and parents almost could have a bath in it mm. you know i mean they just cannot get enough of it you know mm. i have said before if i can't feel the garlic bread burning me yeah then it's not strong enough and yeah. some people are like whoa mm. you know they can smell it in a sealed bag and they're yeah. like oh my word that is too strong for me another common name for it apparently is stinking nanny stinking nanny <laughs> go down the woods right go go back go through the stinking nanny go through the stinking nanny that's where you go um yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, some people don't like the smell, I don't think. But it is nice, isn't it, to have... Because I I wouldn't say that every forest school does do foraging mm. or, or cooking. Because, actually, I try and impress on the kids um, almost, I would say, too much. That, like, I don't know much about foraging. It's not my skill, yeah. you know. Uh, and I think that's, that's one of the things that, as a forest school leader, you have to... Um, be open about and saying, do you know what? Actually, I'm a forest school leader and I'm really good at knots. Or mm. actually, I'm a forest school leader that's really good at den building and games. But I'm not so strong on foraging yeah. and cooking. And also, you can say I'm not that strong yet. You know, that's, yes, that's, why, absolutely. that's part of the beauty of and, this job, And so it? that's why we have books, because yeah. it goes to the kids, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. You know, Your this learning isn't... never ends, does it? And definitely, just in the last two years my yeah. knowledge of trees and stuff is just yeah absolutely. well I've heard someone once talking in, pl- when, in regards to playwork and saying that your role should be as a co-discoverer mm. so even if you do already know that thing yeah. your job is to discover it with yeah. with the child um, and actually, actually it leads me to foraging in general I'm just going to slightly waffle about um, how we talk with children so there's um, I think it's it's a type of questioning that's either from like Aristotle or Plato you know where you just go like is it well why is it you know you just repeat everything they're saying as questions Um, but there's one that I it's it's on the same lines as that that I actually really like where if somebody says if a kid says is this a stinging nettle Mm -hmm. then you can you there's I guess three levels you can go Yes, no, you can give them a, you know, you can just give them a factual answer. You can say, um, what do you think? But actually, that kind of puts so much burden on them. Um, or what I've liked is the third way is kind of um, verbalising your own thoughts about it mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily know you're doing. So you go like, if I thought it was a stinging nettle, I would be looking for leaves about this shape. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so you're telling them what you are yep. assessing in your head. And it's a really hard skill to do because we do just look at it and go, it's a stinging nettle. Mm. Of course it's a stinging nettle because it's a stinging nettle. So trying to yep. break it down and like, you know, oh, is this a rabbit hole? And you go, well, if it was a rabbit hole, I would look for it to be mm. about 12 to 15 centimetres across. And they can go, yeah, it is that. And you go, mm. right. And, and if it was an active one, I'd imagine there'd be leaves scraping out. You can maybe see all these. You know the answers yeah. already, but... yeah. But you're teaching them how to do it for themselves next time without yeah. being really supercilious about it and, you know... Yeah. 
Yeah. And it also comes off, I think, doing the whole, like, what do you think, can sometimes come across as smug. Yeah. Because they know you know. Yeah. And you're just being... And they probably don't know. A bit of an arse about it. That's why they're asking. So... Yeah. You going, what do you think? They go, well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really nice. It's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, So... I'm going to go broad with the uh, my ne- with my last one. Yeah. Because it's actually not something that we have in forest in our forest, yeah. but it is something we use quite a lot and I'm going to use the generic term wildflowers. Mm-hmm. Because I love love seeing them come out in hapazomi. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. It's really bright purples and yellows. In case you don't know what hapazomi is, that's yeah, where sorry. you uh take petals or leaves or anything that's growing and preferably quite and fresh yeah liquid it's got it's got to have a liquid it's inside got to have pigment yeah. yeah um and so young tree leaves work but older ones don't for example and you put it underneath some fabric so calico or cotton and bash it with a stone or a hammer on a flat surface on a flat surface yeah. so that the pigment um it's like penetrates. very fast leaf pressing yeah and very very really fast pretty and it doesn't require much skill on the part of the kids. They can no. just hammer and hammer and hammer. Yeah. But so wildflowers I like because, um, in, you know, your eyes get used to being in certain environments. And I, green is possibly my favourite colour. It's lucky. But Yeah, I know. But we are so inundated with green. And it's, you know, it takes that little flash of colour. It just pops out and... I don't know, something mm. to me, it really, or even just, you know, we've got coloured ribbons around the, the mud kitchen at the moment, and just those little splashes yep. are um, are a massive kind of, pow, pow, pow. but you don't want too many, you know, you could, yeah. you could put loads in. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, wildflowers, but do you want to do it, so I guess one last one? Yeah, I like birch and I feel like I would like to uh, play around with birch a bit more but um, tapping it we've tapped Mm -hmm. some birch trees oh controversial you're gonna get some hate mail now really Mm. well we did it with we've done it let's put cards on the table we've tapped some birch we did it with um, stainless steel straws didn't we and we didn't do it for very long we just did it with some toddlers to show them how to you know to show to show it to them and have a little taste and we probably left it going for an hour no more than that so we only collected like half a cup full didn't we i think there are some people that say any tapping is cruel well that it that it damages the tree Mm. in a way that you can't say oh you know you do it this Mm. way and it doesn't i know there's a lot of um i don't know what his method is but i know there's a lot of people apparently ray mears put something out that was like this is the way and this oh, doesn't right. damage the tree at all okay. and has got quite a lot of backlash from people saying it, still it does. really does right. like, yeah. well yeah we've done but it you, I mean, and but, it tastes like water so it's not like wow that's yeah, amazing and then we to, do, did sycamore didn't we which is oh. much sweeter and more flavoursome but it was very interesting that we tapped trees in different parts of the woods and the mm. ones that had, had more sunlight were tastier sap we thought earlier so we, t- we did summer. quite early in the season. Mm. So it may well be that now, now you know, it's too late now, but mm. um, if we had waited that the other trees might have had more. That sycamore tip I got from um, David Slater. You know, he's the, the forest school teacher yeah. on YouTube. He's got some good tips and, yeah, mm. he's got some good stuff going on. Big ups. There's quite, an, yeah, there's quite a lot of, um, 
this mythology, uh, not name. You said before there's a name for the birch tree. Isn't it the the mother of the is it oak no, the that's, father that's and beech. No, beech. Oh, beech. Which is your confusion, isn't it, birch and beech? Oh, but um, yeah, no. Um, the bark, obviously, for fire lighting is really good. So we've had a play around with that before, haven't we? Not with great success, but dried bits of the bark uh, for whittling. You got me a nice bit of birch. I and didn't. I'm just whittling a bit of that at the moment for a spoon and it's really nice to work with well again and it's another one that's very easy to um learn and identify because yeah. compared to a brown and green woodland the the silvery white bark yeah. stands out quite prominently and yeah. it's kind of like the kids can then name that yep yeah. uh, you can make tea with the leaves which mm. you've done before it's nice yeah yeah oh, I do. Nice. Magic. okay i think we'll leave that one there yep Magic. All right. See you guys. See you guys. Bye.